welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And I am your host, Joe. And we're here today to talk about episode 706 entitled, Where the Water Meets. Yeah. Written by Sarah H. Hot and directed by Tracy Deer. Mm-hmm. Also, the last episode was directed by Tracy Deer. I think she does a good job. And we were both happy, before we get into this episode, we were both happy with the previously on clips that we saw, right? I don't remember what they were. Please remind me. So we were both excited to see that there was going to be some sort of closure on the Neclavie. Oh, yeah. And we could tell that we were going to get some closure on Walter as well because we saw the clip of Claire running over and being like, I am leaving you. Mm -hmm. I can't take you. So we're like, oh, that's a good sign. You lived for now. And just to start off with some positivities, there were a lot of good conclusions and closure in this episode that you and I did complain about and had issues with in the past episode. It's true. There was some weird skippage last episode, but they did. They got to it this time. Yeah. So the title card is Water Flowing and then just some randoms following the flow or the stream of water. And I guess we're just supposed to assume that these guys are representing the group that's with Jamie and Claire. It's the Fork people. But I didn't, I didn't like the title card because I, I didn't even remember that it existed. There I was mean, these title cards are often like they're these sort of precious nuggets that yeah, like are lo- really well done. The last one was the goats on the mountain, which you know, which was like usually they're at least somewhat clever. Kind yeah, of. this this title card just seemed like it was a little bit weak. Just like mailed it in. I, I don't know. Do we have a couple extras? Mm-hmm. Great. Can we just shoot them on a canoe and that'll be the title yeah. card? Yeah. Do you remember the title card for the wedding episode? Uh, no. I don't. We'll watch it. We'll watch it you after. Know, you know what would have been a good title card? Would have been like a shot of Graham McTavish taking off his makeup. is doug mckenzie makeup or i mean they do this on soap operas or they used to in like the 1990s they'd say the role of buck mckenzie is now being played by that would have helped you and me a lot and one of our loinlander followers tried to help by doing a post (laughs) because she probably knew appreciated yeah we're gonna complain but we didn't we're gonna complain anyway you didn't dodge that bullet we didn't see it Mm -hmm. we didn't see the change of casting Okay, so we start this episode with William finally arriving at Fort Ticonderoga. Sure. Which is a great start. Like, yeah. as soon as you see William on a horse moving forward, the story is good. Big Willie is the is the shining light of this season, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So, and he arrives when, after the Redcoats have taken over... And he starts to talk to one of them, Simon Fraser, who is boasting about how there was hardly even a fight. Yeah. And he's like, they even left us a cannon. <laughs> like, you, they just ran away, lit everything on fire, left a one-legged man and a cannon. That was it. Yeah. And I just, and I'm going to be repetitive here throughout this episode because showing William and his facial expressions and his reactions when he's listening, it's such good casting. He's great. He looks so much like Sam Hewen in certain angles. In fact, in the opening credits, when they're showing all these different scenes, there's one scene and it's a man and he's splashing his face with water. 
And at first glance, I'm like, oh, well, that's Jamie. And it's not, actually. It's the guy that plays William. <laughs> and I thought, how clever is that? That is clever. So right after the guy is boasting about how they didn't even put up a fight, we now get a shot of Jamie rowing the boats up to land. And you see that they've all managed to successfully arrive at land. Yeah, I don't... It was... I mean, I didn't really get this because I don't... Like, Jamie, I guess, was getting the the townsfolk. Like, I didn't really... I didn't know who these people really were. Like, obviously, there was Dr. Denzel Washington and mm-hmm. um, Claire. And then, then a bunch of other, basically, like... Rachel, Rachel Hunter, and the randos. A couple of the... Um, the, the weird PTSD lady. Yeah, and, the people that Claire was working on. I don't know why Jamie went with them. Like, why wasn't he with Jamie's... What, what are they called? Like, Jamie's Jamie's King of Commandos or something? Like, isn't he... You would think, like, I mean... I think they're just all in a bunch of different groups. Right, but he wouldn't... As the leader of a group of men, mm-hmm. I just feel like you would have led them somewhere. But whatever, he didn't. Well, and you were surprised that when they arrived, the plan was just to now walk for days. Like, yeah. Well, and also, like, they didn't. I don't even know why they would have been in that much danger because they're just like a bunch of people in regular clothes. Like, well, they're rebels. Well, but the British don't know that. Even if the British find them, well, there's. I think they would know because Jamie would be wearing a red coat if he. Right. I mean, we'll we'll get to this in a in a second. Okay. But like, there's. There's just a couple things about that that didn't really, I don't know, maybe I don't know my American history well enough, but. Right. So they start walking, all of them together, and Jamie is being very helpful. He's carrying one of the little boys who's exhausted. And Mrs. Raven from the last episode, first of all, she's hysterical about young Ian because. Do we know her name? How do you know her name? Because they refer to her a bunch of times. Oh, Miss okay. Raven, come back. I missed that. Um. So she's obviously had a very horrible experience with Indigenous people, which she talked to Claire about, and it did sound awful. And they hear a bunch of, like, I guess, Mohawk-sounding right. noises. She freaks, freak she out. She starts screaming, and right. the plan is to stay out of sight and and hide from them. And you were like, yeah, they won't see you. These people who hunt and track as part of their livelihood just go off into the bushes and hold still. If it was Mohawk, they knew you were there. Yeah. Then there's also a shot of Rolo at this point, and you once again were like, "That is definitely a different Rolo." I don't know why they recast Rolo. Apparently, he had a thing in his contract with uh, Graham McTavish, like he could only be. They needed new Rolo, oh, n- new Buck. Right, that's right. Yeah. And then we go and we see how Roger's doing, and he is speaking with the principal about what happened to Jemmy, which was a complaint that you and I had. Why wouldn't he go and talk to the principal? Yeah, and he was in fact. Speaking to the principal about it, but also, in a fortuitous turn of events, the principal offers him a job. Yes, it is fortuitous, isn't it? Roger gets a job. Yeah, no, it was, he's finally, he, and he seemed quite fulfilled looking. Yeah, he he's yeah. he's excited, at least to come and speak. At this point, it's just, you know, come and teach a bunch of people about Gallic for one night sort of thing. Right. Back in the forest, we learned that, in fact, it was not Mohawks that they heard. It was Redcoats making Mohawk noises. Right. And we see Jamie throwing this mini axe. You thought it was a knife. I think it was an axe. Sharpie thing. Threw it right at this kid's chest. And then killed went, him damn dead. Kid, killed him dead. And you said, Jay Frey is a stone cold 
killer. That kid was like 17 years old. He could have knocked him out or tied him to a tree. And instead, he threw an axe at his chest. Yeah, he just like murderous the shit out of him yeah. immediately with no hesitation. Like he is, he's just like furrowed brows and death. Yeah. There's a lot going on because meanwhile, Claire follows Mrs. Raven trying to find her. Classic. She sees her. She's sitting there. I Mrs. wonder what could possibly happen. Claire wanders off in the forest. Mrs. Raven is not doing well. No. She has a... This one caught me off guard though. Oh, did it? This surprised you? Well, yeah. So she's clearly suffering from PTSD that she will not be recovering from. Right. Shoots herself in the head. Claire yeah. is shocked. What were you going to say? I just, I find it interesting. She had a little gun and she used it on herself feel like she would have tried to shoot ian with it if she was that crazy but whatever that's fine no this scene made sense to me this seems like someone who is trying to get over it and just that shock of thinking they're coming to there's get me they're no coming way, to get me no there's no way out like i yeah. will never be I mean, safe. sad yep Terrible. it's very very sad um and claire runs up to her and then of course a hand over her mouth and she's dragged away yeah now this is this is the part that I meant where it's kind of, and I mean, maybe for some reason it would be obvious, but like, how does this guy know that this random woman in the forest is a rebel and not just a woman that maybe needs help? Like, why did he like capture her as if she was a criminal or someone wearing a military jacket? Like that, that was kind of, I thought that was kind of weird that they just went around like randomly, like capturing people yeah i mean they knew she was a rebel because eventually they put her in the little well, they know rebel she's a rebel when pen. they get her right but like i don't know i just feel like he would have like you see a lady Running distressed in the night in the forest I, I don't i don't know whatever like it was just like your first like or at least be like hey do you, what's going on do you need do you need help do you yeah, need... what's your story who do you support in the war right, yeah like she has an english accent she could... to totally, like, but the guy didn't even wait to hear. He just, like, captured her. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there was some off-screen dialogue where yeah. she talked her way into getting captured, as Claire is known to do. So she's taken to a prison, and I'm putting that in quotation marks. She's locked in a gate that she can step over yeah. if she needs to. There's only... Basically, like, a playpen. One person guarding it. Right. And he's, and, like, 11. Yeah, and she immediately becomes, like very bossy oh she classic bossy claire immediately starts demanding water she's ordering the red coat coat guard around like a boss within like it's within 10 seconds yeah. of arriving um and then she's reconnected with walter oh yeah and this Poor is walter. heartbreaking the actor is so incredible i wrote down he should be in everything right as you said God, this guy is good. We put him in everything. Yeah. That's he, what I just wrote. <laughs> that's a synergy. Uh, yeah, no, uh, this is like, this is, you know, the one thing that I've always said Outlander is strong at is casting these secondary actors. For some reason, they've got a, they've got a knack for it. And uh, yeah, this guy's great. I love this dude. Like he was so, like he just had so much casual charisma. I agree. You just immediately liked him he had like just the most likable face he did have a likable just face. like you couldn't not like this guy why wouldn't they make him live and he can just go live on the ridge be part of rollo and the gang where's john Damn, quincy Myers? where the hell is where john quincy, is John quincy telling me he's not part of like fraser's regulators or whatever the hell i mean like, he didn't come even on. come and help put the fire out yeah like where the hell is jqm imagine 
John Quincy Myers and Walter just like hanging out. <sighs> he could be rolling when rolling the gang for sure. Yeah. So and then meanwhile we learn well Jamie and Ian learn from Denny who is off to fought, find Claire. He's like something's wrong. She yeah. went to find Mrs. Raven. She's not back. I'm gonna go find her. Denny, good guy, Denny. Good guy. And then we've got Jamie. It's all the things that Roger should be. I mean, Roger's doing okay. No. He's doing okay. Whatever. Um, and then we have, I mean, the formulaic, Jamie is off to rescue Claire. We've seen it once. We've seen it a thousand times. Yep. I hope, I, I wish I had opportunities to rescue you. You don't get captured enough. But if you did, <laughs> if you did, I would come to your aid for sure. I know you would. I would knife chest somebody i would knife chest a unsuspecting teenager like nobody's fucking business just like jay frey that's really sweet you're welcome that's love right there thank you i don't think i would get captured i'm very fast you are you are very fast it's true quick yeah so i think i'd be okay then we have william and he's reporting back to the guy who sent him on the mission and he tells him that he lost the messages and he's like, but FYI, I have been told that Samuel Cartwright and the other two people are rebels. So you should know that. And the guy's like, yeah, they're my spies. Yeah. How do you think we get such great intel from the spies? Mm-hmm. William has the, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy's just like, it's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You'll have more chance. That's a pretty big fuck up, but I know you're rich, so it's cool. Yeah. It's- then we're back with Claire, and she has taken over as head doctor in the prison, in the fenced-in prison. Right. She's recommending such things as drink water and other brilliant doctor it's a good tips. good one. I yep. mean, when in doubt, hydrate. And she's upset that Walter isn't doing well. It is heartbreaking. He's got the, he's got oh, the he's red lung. He's bleeding when he coughs. It's not good. It's an embolism. Yeah. Which I don't know what that is, but I know I it's don't, bad. It sounds bad. She goes running up to the first red coat that she sees walking away, demanding mm-hmm. things like medicine, more water, food. And, and he turns it? around and it's <gasps> William. This is such a good scene. Well, she doesn't even recognize him. He recognizes her. Because well, she's focused. She's like, right, this she's is like, what I need. And he's like, I'm sorry. I think I know you. Yeah. I think you saved my father. Yeah. Aren't you that horse guy's wife? Yeah. And again, I have to say it again. It's such good casting because the way he's looking at her and kind of furrowing his brows and holding his body like he's jamie he looks like jamie i don't really think he looks like jamie personally but oh really yeah. i'm like i think that actor must have studied sam Hewen. maybe i mean he's doing a banger of a job so good for him and he's very kind and he says i'll do my best to get you what you need yeah at first he's like wait a minute you're a dirty rebel and he's like, well, sounds like you know what you're talking about. And you saved my father's life. I right. know you're a legit doctor, so I'll try and get you what you need. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Except for food. You're, you're screwed there. Yeah. In the next scene, we're in Lollybrock and we have Bree and Roger. And Bree is telling Roger about the buzzing that she heard. Yeah. Which is something that we were wanting. Totally. And I mean, hey, it, it's it's almost like they just, they listen to us and they're like, <laughs> yeah. we should have done all this shit last episode. You're right. Let's bang then, it all out in the next one. And then within four days, they yeah, wrote they it. Just, they wrote it. They, they shot it. All you're, during the strike. You're welcome, Loinies. Yeah. We took care of that for you. Roger looks fantastic in his button-up brown shirt. I want to say, once again, 1980s is working for him. It's, it's, it's definitely more his jam, for sure. Yep. And he, we learn that he is 
taking notes and sort of studying all of the time travel theories. Yeah, they're talking about ley lines and like drawing like they're trying to figure they, they think that maybe so and I didn't really get exactly what they were saying. I, I meant to go back and listen to it and then just didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, were they saying that like there's a portal in the lake? They think that the, they think so. That yeah, the, that it the tunnels run under yep. a portal or something. Yeah. That's like just like portal roots. Basically, yeah, it's portal roots, and they're all connected, and they're yeah. trying to figure out the connection. So okay, I think in that conversation too, they talked about where they arrived, didn't they, when they first. Uh, I don't Kane? know. I, no, I, I didn't catch that. Okay. But then Roger has a class to teach. He's he's off and running to teach the class. Jamie and Ian arrive to rescue Claire. And Jamie's like, I'm going to go in. And Ian's like, it makes so much more <laughs> yeah. sense for me to go in. Right. And Jamie's he's like, it does make sense a lot. be damned. Yeah. But no, no. He's like, no, it. no. It does make sense. Mohawks are aligned with the Redcoats. I'll go in. Great. And then... Back at the prison with Claire. Yeah. Does the name Lieutenant Sammy Hennett mean anything to you? Zero. Okay. Does it mean anything to you? Yeah, it's the it's the blonde guy that oh, came guy. to deliver the medicine. For yeah, Claire. medicine dude. He was so fantastic. I actually said to you, I'm like, watch this guy. It's a small role, but he's so likable. Very charismatic again. And he's very charming. And to me, I think they did that to show that, and it made me feel kind of sad because it shows there were good people on both sides. Yeah. I mean, maybe we see it. He, he got a pretty decent little little scene there. Like there, that could have been uh, anyone else. That could have been William bringing the stuff. It could have been the other guard that she sent off the oh, first yeah. time. So like they made it pretty specific that it was this dude that brought the stuff and he had a pretty strong interaction with claire so i don't know i feel like we haven't seen the last and he of this seemed guy. to respect her and like her and yeah. he wished her luck he smiles and walks away yeah i feel like that was too big of an intro for that to have been nobody i mean it's outlander and he was really likable so if we do see him again yeah, he'll, i'm he'll assuming be, he'll be dead with one leg in that... an episode <laughs> yeah i think yeah he'll have some sort of gory probably probably yeah but yeah when he was walking away i'm like you're on the wrong side go back to england and live a charmed life no not gonna happen for him then we have roger teaching gaelic you were surprised at how long this scene went on oh my god this was uh, god they just have such a love affair he's got a really great voice which is another example why richard rankin is such great casting for roger yeah he has some sort of like like singing clause in his contract where he's no, like, it's part of the character. They wouldn't have cast him if he couldn't sing. Maybe, but also I just feel like every he's like every season I need to have one like song scene. Right? Because didn't Did, he have a song scene last year? Has, yeah, Roger sings. That's his thing. That's why the hanging was so traumatic because he thought he might never be able to sing. Right. Or speak, but singing was a big deal. That was a big deal. Apparently. Um, what do you think of his voice? It is for sure a voice. I don't know. It's fine. He's singing Gilly Gee, Gilly God. Yeah. And you were like, Gilly Gee, Gilly God, can we move on? Yeah, like it was, I think I said, Gilly God damn, can we move on? I think it, it was, was it I was, love this. I could have, I could have kept listening. Really, I'm you like, were down with it. Hey, now like, Roger it, sings a line. Now yeah, you guys yeah, say yeah. Gilly Gee. It was a little, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Like it's not, it went on for a long time. It wasn't my thing. Right. Okay. 
Claire and Walter. She makes him a concoction and says it's unpleasant. He keeps coughing into his elbow, which you said is like very 19 or no, you said it's very 2020. Like in the pandemic, we all learned to cough into our elbow, but he kept doing that and there was more and more blood. And then she holds his hand and talks to him about his wife. So, you know, that's when Claire knows he's going to die. Yeah. (laughs) The first time she ever did that was when uh, I remember that guy. Dougal's buddy was dying yeah. in Castle Leoch and Dougal watched her. He was right there and she was holding his hand and she said, tell me about your home, your childhood home. And afterwards, Dougal's like, you've watched men die. You're going to come on the road with us. Yeah. And so. And so our adventure began. And so our adventure began. Okay. Roger, meanwhile, is getting compliments from everyone. They He's knocked him. it out of the park. They offer him a job. He accepts immediately. He does not play hard to get. He was like, you know what? I have to say, yes, I would like to do that. I, he says. And then Bob Cameron comes up to him and introduces himself. And Roger gives him a kind of cold, like... Oh, Roger knows who this dickbag is. I know who you are. Yeah. He is very friendly. Oh my, like overtly friendly and like he has bizarrely roger he's like i read your time travel novel it's science fiction i really yeah, liked it Bree had accidentally mm-hmm. packed it in the bag mm-hmm. and they handed it out but yeah <laughs> but he's like smiling at him and you're like is this ian and rachel part two is this guy into roger i'm like, like he I, was really <laughs> feeling googly d think... googly da or whatever the hell roger was singing like i don't think <laughs> I, that's not how that's i don't think that's where i mean i, mean, I haven't read the books I don't think this were. That's he's where, like, you can cook me a meal anytime. Roger's like, he's like, Pardon? maybe sometime we'll try. He's and like, set how that about up. Tuesday? <laughs> Roger was like, okay, bring that button down <laughs> in your time travel novel. <laughs> he was being very smiley and very forward, like eye I, contact. Not, that's not what this. He is. was eye banging Roger. Why? Wow. Like, I mean, whatever. I don't. Like, there's it's cool. There's a reason. I don't know what it is, but I feel very strongly that it's not. A new love interest for Roger. We don't know. I mean, I do. I mean, I feel you don't. Like you haven't read the book. You don't know books. what Dickie Dam's into. He's 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 rare. He wants a I sci-fi think, novel, a pot roast, and a good time. I think he was playing it a little bit wrong. Maybe I don't know, <laughs> or all the way right for Roger. <laughs> we don't know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we'll find out probably in the next episode. Uh, yeah. What's probably. going on with Who Bob knows? Because there's a there's a dinner. <laughs> There's a dinner a coming. <laughs> Maybe more. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then um after that flirtatious scene, mm-hmm. Walter dies. He's Yeah. Oof, got dark then. And it was sad. You were like, Oh, come on, that's too bad. Like it was so sad. Yeah, I like that dude. I did too. And then Claire just, you know, continues on. She's getting water and Ian approaches her. Mm-hmm. And uh so like they know escape is is nearby but then william comes down and is like mr murray (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then he fuck fuck. and then he puts two and two together i mean it takes him a while they actually think they're okay right he kind of noticed that ian was talking to claire but claire goes right back and he's like oh well it's so nice to see you obviously you're here because of the alliance with the mohawks that's a really fortunate alliance for us and he's like thank you so much for saving my life and he walks away and you think they're okay you were on the farm of the of the rebel scumbags and no when he's like you're you you're the nephew you're the nephew of of jamie and then claire's like and i'm his aunt claire's like i don't have time to can't beat around this bush right 
Um, and then Jamie starts shooting firebombs. Yeah. And then you're very like. Very accurately shooting them into the same wagon like, over and over blindly from the forest. There As he only is. the king of men can. The murderess. And he doesn't care who he is. That's right. He's just like <laughs> shooting fucking arrows into the sky. He can't see into the fort, people. He's in a forest. He's just shooting flaming arrows into the fort. Who's he hitting? He doesn't know. No, that There's no is, way he can know. He, he doesn't know. have a drone. There's no one in his ear, like the CIA, telling him where to fucking shoot that shit. He's just shooting it in the air. It's like, hopefully this one doesn't yeah, hit. Yeah, hopefully Sassanac. this one doesn't hit my wife. Yeah, it's like... Good for you, King of Men. Also, King of Men's looking real blonde. Have we noticed that? Like, he's king of red no more. Well, that's what happens to redheads, though. As they get older, they... They uh, blonde out? They blonde out like me. Huh. Blonde out. Okay. Because it's sort of like a gray and it washes out the red. Right. And then it becomes more... I would say he's a strawberry blonde in, oh. his, in, his, in, older, his, in, in his, his older years. Right. So, William, what with the fire, and William and... Or, and Ian and Claire saying to him, like, we're going. We gotta peace out, yeah. He agrees to let her go, but he's pissed off about it. Like, he's right. really mad. He's basically like, this is only because you saved my life and you saved my dad. And then he basically tells Ian, like... We're doing this, but next time I see you, we're going to throw down. Yeah. And you know what I was thinking? This is a really interesting scene because there must have been relations like this multiple times during this war. Hey? Yeah. Like people that were friends or family and they just ended up on different sides. Right. Well, because they were like, that's what I was thinking. Like, I don't know how long, again, as I've stated a number of times, my American history is not great. But, like, a lot of the people that were American were probably quite previously British. <laughs> or, or, well, or, you look at you Jamie. Know. He's Scottish and he's right, fighting yeah. for like, like, to so, be American. So, yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of these, you know, weird, uh, strained relationships and stuff like that. You know, maybe not first generation, but second generation for sure. Yeah. So, Jamie and Clara are reunited. And he actually says, are you well? Yeah. Which is something that we had complained about in the first I'm episode. You, he you didn't even. You think they don't listen to Loinlander. <laughs> you think they don't. You think we're just two jerks that make fun of the show. But I'm telling you, you're welcome. Peace. Meryl, I know you're listening right now, and we like you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. These were all shot already. But it is funny that we said specifically, why wouldn't he just say, like, are you okay? And then he did in this scene. Yeah. She also tells him about Walter and about William. That's right. But they're in a bit of a rush, so he's like, tell me more about William later. And then Ian and Rachel reunite. She's apparently oh been looking after Rolo. That's right. Like this is a scene. Like their illegitimate child. This is a scene. Yeah, that's right. I I think something's, something's a brewing. It wasn't as steamy as Roger and the damn guy, but like it was <laughs> right oh up God. there. And there was some like light hand touching there was which for a quaker girl like that's basically that was, that's he, like a mini skirt and uh and like a low cut top for 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 like an old timey quaker to actually oh, touch to his like, hand to like get in there and do some hand touching Whew. the was, eyes of god shine down on thee <laughs> look out <laughs> well i think we're headed in the right direction with that relationship i, mean, I do headed in the right direction that's for sure yeah the spirit dick is ready to go rachel's <laughs> Caress in the back of his hand. It's all coming up, young yeah. Ian. Uh, something's coming up. Okay, what? that's enough. That's enough. So Jamie is 
walking along with a turkey, I guess, and a bullet through the eye of the turkey, and he oh, is yeah. noticed for his ability to shoot by Colonel Daniel Morgan. That name is familiar. Hey? Yeah, American history dude. Yeah. With a really weird coat. He wants... Yeah, you were very distracted by the coat. You liked the coat. Kind of. It's like a weird, big... big floppy Big coat. floppy kind of like... white coat. It's like a bunch... Like someone took a bunch of like like doormats and mm-hmm. made it into a jacket. Okay. Kind of or something yeah. like that. I don't know. He <laughs> looks like a powerful man. Again, great casting. You know he's important. Mm-hmm. Well, he's almost like... Coat. He's almost looking down on Jamie. Nobody yeah. looks down on Jamie. No. And he bosses him around too. He's like, come see me. And he's like, guy. well, I'm going this way. No, let's go this way. And then he said, and bring your rifle. And yeah. you're like, what What else is he? He's holding it. Like, what's he going to do? Just drop it? Like, yeah. yeah so anyway, he, he goes and does they cut to him and Claire? And right Claire and, and yeah. they're supposed to leave for Scotland. Yeah. But he said that he wants me to be he a rifle guy. He part of fucking Rick's Rockin' Rifles. And, and then now he I said, have to do it. I said, yes, Claire. Scotland will have to wait. And Claire is not surprised. No, because they're both dumbasses. Um, but she says, the further you are from combat, the better. And she's pleased that he's going to be a rifle guy. And I actually like this because it makes sense, right? He'll be further away. He won't be direct in battle. Yeah. Then they talk about women versus men for too long, as far as I'm concerned. I don't even remember the conversation. What happened? Oh, the, I think I tuned it out. Men versus women and everything. Okay. And then she tells him about William. Right. He says, a woman is possibility and men aren't. And she says, I can't agree with you. And then they start kissing uh, because he is different than all men. Right? I think I slept through that entire scene. I have no idea what you're talking okay. about. It sounds like a banger though. Okay. Then he says, he's not scared to die because he's an old man who has kids who are fully grown and grandkids who are thriving. But he says, I'll feel bad killing those young men. Except for that one I slaughtered behind the fucking tree, like, without hesitation. Sorry to cut you off. Who haven't lived their lives. Right. I feel like that is what they call hypocrisy. It's like, what about when you were shooting fireballs? Yeah, how like, like, the slaughter in the water with the flaming arrows and just, like, just throw a knife stabbing people in the forest with no hesitation whatsoever. He doesn't feel that bad. Tell you that. No. And then she tells him about William, and she describes him as having the fierceness of a Highlander under all those courtly manners. It's a good line. It's a great line. Okay, and then the final scene, which we have things to discuss. The final scene is Roger in the kitchen, and he's listening to music and kind of dancing around. Yeah, now you warned me, I'm going to tell you, Loins, that (laughs) before I even watched this episode, Megan told me that this was... The dumbest thing they've ever done. I found so, this frustrating. Yeah. yeah I found you were, it frustrating. Megan was furious. And, and I'll I, tell you why. Because I watched this alone. I I got early access. I was so excited. And this scene I actually loved. Like, I loved the music. I loved how Roger handled it. He saw someone at the window. He's been hearing that someone's at the window. He picked something up and acted like he was just walking over. to Like, he played it real cool for mm-hmm. Roger. And then he ran out of the house. And what does he see? He sees... Old-timey person. Old-timey person. I was so excited. Mm -hmm. This went from being the best scene for me because I was like, who is it? Who could it be? These are the ideas that went on in my head. Is it Murta? Is it, uh, like, is it Tobias Menzies? Mm -hmm. 
Is it like there? It, there were so many people. You said, "Is it Roger?" I thought it was Roger. Which, how cool would that be, right? I, I thought it was like different time, Roger. Yes, like oh my gosh, like heart pounding. So many amazing opportunities. Roger goes running after him, turns him around, and they do a close up on the guy's face, like big Roger reveal. Shocked. Look at who this is. Roger shocked, and Roger punches him, and then it's cracks. Yeah, and me. Huge fan, obviously. I'm a huge fan of the show. I've watched every episode. Right? Twice, multiple times. I mean, season one, two, and three, probably like three or four times. Um, And I felt really dumb. I'm like, wait, what's happening? That seemed like a reveal that me, Megan, I'm not following. So I rewound and I waited and the guy turned around and I hit pause. And I just stared. I'm like... Who is this? Megan, think. Who is this? Who is this? Figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. Racking my brain. I can't figure it out. So now I feel uninformed and dumb. Right. Because I'm obviously supposed to know this. Obviously. If Roger knows who this is. You should know. I should know. So I had to Google it. Right. Which you should never have to do. Some sort of outlander peasant person (laughs) who doesn't know anything. (laughs) I had to Google it and I learn that it's Buck McKenzie, previously played by Graham McTavish. Who we have seen in a grand total of, I believe, one episode? Yeah, but if two? it had been, like, why not Why not Graham McTavish? Everyone loves him. He's around in Men in Kilts, right? He's very good friends with Sam Hewen. Like, he couldn't come for that reveal scene? I mean, I would assume that character is going to be around for a while. I mean, he's stuck in 1980 right yeah. now. Anyways, I was just, I was really disappointed because... It made a lot of sense. This is Dougal and Galus's son. Also, didn't that character die? No. He... Or he, hang, he, he hanged had, Roger. Yeah. He had that's Roger hanged, and then that's the last we saw and of him. And we didn't see him. Okay. So that's why Roger is like... Punchy. Yeah. But at the same time, this is a distant relative of Roger's. Right. And the son of Dougal and Galus. Like, this is a huge character it should have been a huge exciting time travel outlander moment yeah and instead i was like wait what who okay wait hit pause megan who is this yeah what now, who, what how why would they do that i i mean i don't know because there's no way that there's no way that you can tell me that if you read the if you if you were not a reader of the books you would have had the slightest fucking clue what was happening. Like, who that was supposed to be. Even fans, like, I'm a huge fan of the show, Mm -hmm. so I do research beforehand. Like, I know, for example, that Jenny Murray has been replaced. Laura Donnelly is not coming back, and I've seen the new casting. And she looks really close, and I'm aware that that's been a casting change. So at some point, that someone's going to go to Lally Brock and Old Timey because we're going to see Jenny again. She will not be played by Laura Donnelly. I know that because I love the show and I do research. But I did not know that they had recast Buck McKenzie. Like, how would I know? Apparently you would not know. Unless maybe they maybe they posted something on their socials or something and you didn't see it or... I don't know. Like, it, yeah. it's it's bizarre. Like, like I'm, I'm not a fan of, like, the heavy-handed foreshadowing, but, like, they probably could have used a little bit of it here, you know, with some sort of flashback scene or some reason to bring up 
Buck McKenzie, That's you know, such a good like, point. Like, yes. Yeah. Like do have Roger just have like a quick five second flashback to the same moment and wake up in a cold sweat. Like, oh my God, I, I still have nightmares something. about that. And, but show us, just redo it, but show us this Buck McKenzie, just, just to make us feel less. Yeah. I don't, young. I don't know. I and don't more, even know how they would have done it. More but... included in the big reveal. No, yeah. they, I know how they would have done it. He, they could just have a flashback. He could wake up and be like, oh, I still think of that moment when Buck McKenzie, and it's like, show us this guy. Yeah. Well, and they would have done it. They would, like, in order to have done it properly, they would have done it, like, a few episodes ago. When he still had his ponytail and his out- outfit. Yeah, like, like to, to they would have established the character a while ago so that when they showed him again, we would be like, oh, okay. Or even just, like, bring him up in conversation or something. I don't know. It was, I don't know how they could have done it, but they could have at least tried. They didn't seem to Well, the other thing tried. that's disappointing is that I thought it was such a great way to bring Graham McTavish back to Outlander, playing his yeah. son. Well, I mean, he's old though, right? Like, and it, obviously, this Buck McKenzie is not this Buck. Whoever's playing this Buck McKenzie is like what thirty five. Yeah, that's I think the age that Dougal, that sorry, that Graham McTavish was playing, was that two years ago now? Maybe. Yeah, I know, I and I mean Graham McTavish. I think for his for whatever old he is, he's like he's in like fantastic physical shape and stuff like that. So I'm not saying he could have pulled it off and like makeup and all that kind of stuff, but. It makes more sense if this character is going to be a long-term addition to the cast in some sense to, you know, make it a more viable age-appropriate actor. But I don't know how they how they would have necessarily done it, but, like, they could have at least tried. You know what I mean? Like, because, like you said, they made it a big reveal. Or maybe they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Most of the people that watch this show at this point are book readers. So they're going to know. They're no, they'll know. So it might just be that, like... They don't, they're, I mean, they were never making the show for me, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, at this point they're probably not making it for people that haven't read the books. Yeah. Like they're the only people that are sticking around for this tripe. So like, like maybe they just thought, you know what? We're going to recast it. Anyone that we care about that's watching this show is going to know. It could be that simple. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that's the episode. Yeah. Who is your MVP? Is it Buck McKenzie? <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's not Buck McKenzie for sure. I just will say, sorry, to go back to Buck McKenzie for a second. I do like this storyline. I do too. I like, love this storyline. Like, I love anything that's got to do, like in a show that's rooted in time travel. Yes. Anything that has to do with people traveling through time, I am all in for it. And this guy clearly, like Claire, did it accidentally. Yeah, he is like scared as fuck. Yeah, and he's and, been scavenging on like water bottle. Like we right, know he's been that he's getting fed by Jimmy, you know, essentially. Like, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, like I'm, regardless of the, 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 the reveal, the, the reveal, it's still exciting. Yeah. Like now that I know who it is, like, I want to see where this storyline's going. It's really interesting. So kudos there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, anyway. Okay. Oh, so MVP, MVP, uh, MVP is probably William. Maybe mm-hmm. I just, I like William so much. MVP would be like all the side characters if you take all their bits mm-hmm. and put them together, they make like one MVP. Cause it's like, I would give it to like, I would divvy it up between, um, sassy Rachel. Uh, uh, who's the dead guy? 
Walter. Ugh, dead Walter. Dead Walter, dude that brings the herbs. Oh, uh, wait, Sammy Hangnet? He... Sammy Hangnet, yeah. <laughs> so super, super hard knock. Really? Yeah, he works he, for you too? He gets a piece. Um, uh, Roger's new um, dinner friend. Bob like, Cameron? Bob, Bob, Bob and Bobber Cameron, yeah, like... I think they were all strong parts. Of, like without them, it was it was weak. That's so interesting. So you were confused by that Bob Cameron scene, and it was making you uncomfortable too because Roger tried to do your favorite brush off, which is like, yeah, we'll have to find a time that works. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do that for sure. I'll get Let's, back to you. Yeah, I we'll never we'll get come back up with a. I'll let, we'll have to find a time. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm free next Wednesday. Yeah. And Roger had this like look shit. of. I feel like you've never related to Roger more because no, he was like, it's completely my game. What is happening yeah yeah so anyway but <laughs> but you like him is my point you like the that scene actor? was really good like it was awkward and weird but it, like it, i actually like as far as the scene goes like mm-hmm. it was it was a good scene yeah yeah okay my mvp i wrote walter or william but you, you know obviously special shout out to lieutenant sammy hennett you love lieutenant hennett yeah <laughs> okay best scene um Best scene would have been... You do your best scene. I gotta think about it for a second. Okay. So, in an ironic turn of events, the best scene for me was seconds before my worst scene. Oh. Oh, okay. Because I was so excited when Roger came around the corner in Lollybrock and saw the guy from the past. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, here we go. I was like, this is the best. So then we don't need to say what That's my... all the same scene, though. So you're saying, like, it, you're... It was Until the... he turned him around, so like part... and then I felt So, like, lost. the first half <laughs> of that scene, best, back half, yes. worst. Only because I felt confused. Yeah, that makes sense. It, and, I mean, I really think that is, like, valid. Yeah. Okay, what was your best scene? I don't know. Um, there isn't one scene that really stands out. Mm-hmm. And, and this isn't in the, like... I hate Outlander kind of way, but it was just, it, it was a fairly flat episode mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, there wasn't, I guess the only part that was really like a peak was when Jamie just started like randomly firing firebombs into the fort. Like that was sort of <laughs> yeah. the, um, I think it was, it would be Rachel and young Ian. Yeah. Cause they are just like, yeah, you're ready for that. They're all in. Yeah. 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 This was a very, we didn't even talk about, this was a, very uh sophie skelton light episode yeah Remember she we just... called the last episode brie heavy oh, brie this heavy. was a brie light episode yeah it was brie light yeah. yeah she and she was i think only in that one scene i where think that's she what i was thinking too yeah that one just exposition dump yeah scene yeah that thank you that we got put in the show yeah okay rating out of 100 i don't know it was like fine 40 okay like, there's nothing in this episode that made me like Except for the the Buck McKenzie thing. And honestly, I'm not even... I can't even be upset about it. Because I understand why they would recast it. I just think they could have at least tried to to, to let us know that they recast <laughs> yeah. it. But, like, I'm not... It's not like, oh, you morons, you recast... Like, like, they had to recast it, I think. Because I yeah. feel like, well, they're not going to have this guy jump back in time and then just have him, like... Jump die. back, yeah. Right, or yeah. go away. Like maybe they will. Who knows? That'd be pretty classic. But mm-hmm. like, like I just feel like this guy's gonna be around for a while. So I get the recast. Yeah. I just think they could have handled it better. Okay. You? 
I don't know what my rating would be. Low. Come on. Low. It would be low. Okay. Yeah. There low was, for you, like 84. I, I didn't really like, I didn't love any of the scenes. No, it was a pretty flat episode. It was, yeah. Like, there was nothing where I'm like, I need to watch that again. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. 50? 50. 51. 51. I like the one. I like the extra you know? the extra ones for new yeah. fake Rolo. Yeah. yeah. Or or Lieutenant Half-Tenant. What was his name? Sammy Hennett. Sammy, Lieutenant Sammy Hennett. <laughs> I love stupid names like that. Anyway, that's great. Uh, okay, well, I guess we're, we we're, we're wrapping up. How many more episodes are in this I mean, season, this is, half this season? Is, this was 706, and there's only two more episodes. Until? Get, until they take a break. Yeah. Because season seven's cut in half, so then we'll come back next year in 2024 and do another eight episodes well and then who knows what's going to happen everybody's on strike everything's on strike everything is yeah so this we might be doing outlander loinlander forever and a day i'm I'm here the show may never end they may have to recast sam hewan they'll just randomly they'll just open it up and they'll just be like (laughs) they won't even explain it completely new guy yeah with the same wig they would yeah exactly the same strawberry blonde wig yeah yeah it'll just suddenly one day it'll be really funny (laughs) but but for now, but. we still have two more episodes to Glorious look forward episodes. to. Yeah. And we'll be here for that. Woo. Yes, we will. Okay, well, have a great week. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.